0: Oh, hello.
1: Oh,
2: I don't. I'm Radio. <laughs> radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk TV Live. I am your host, Barbara Barnett. I'm executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine, the proprietress of the Let's Talk TV TV blog, which I promise will get updated
1: one of these days,
0: um, and the the brand-new publisher of a brand-new blog called Granny Centric, which I'm really excited about because it is going to be um, – it's sort of been unofficially launched in a sort of beta thing. Um, and um, – and it's it's it hasn't been launched officially yet. So it's gonna be launched officially in a couple of weeks. So I'm really excited about that. So um I wanted to tell you guys that the show tonight is sponsored by Wireless One Marketing. If you want an awesome app, call the guys at Wireless One Marketing today. You can find the all the information, the uh internet address and a phone number, Chicago area um on my website let's talk com. so the gang is all here this is really good and meredith is i know in the uh in the queue and uh zombies from the sea is in the queue wow we got lots of people in the queue tonight um so tonight we're going to yes i i know i promised 2 weeks ago um and by the way everyone uh you know we weren't on the air last week because it was Labor Day is crazy as that sounds. And um we and it's like ninety nine degrees here. Actually half the schools are closed here tomorrow because the heat index is supposed to be well over a hundred. It's like it's been cool all summer. It has been cool all summer. This is like a crazy cool summer. And 'cause it's the last summer's have been really, really hot and it's gonna be like near a hundred tomorrow. So go figure. Um so tonight we're going to talk about, we will talk about Tallahassee. I know that was on the agenda. Um, and we're also going to talk about the season premiere of Once Upon a Time, which is coming up September 29th. Um And ABC just issued a press release today. Um, so I will read that to you guys so you can hear what the press release has to say. And um, we're also going to talk about, I have started watching the Pilots, um, for the shows that I'm interested in. Um, I watched the pilot of uh, Brooklyn 99. I was, I was on a Fox thing last weekend. And so over Labor Day, I think that's what I did on Labor Day, is I watched like three Fox um, uh, pilots. I watched Brooklyn 99, I watched Sleepy Hollow, and I watched Almost Human. So I want to give you guys my thoughts. I know, Jimmy, you've watched Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, I'm dying. Yeah, I watched
2: Brooklyn, too. I just can't watch the Almost Human because they haven't put out the review
0: copy yet. And I'm like, I don't have time to watch
2: the informational copy and then again watch the review copy.
0: Right, right. And then it's not going to – it's actually not going to premiere until, I think, November. So we've got a while until it comes out. But I was curious because it was one of the shows that I was really, really interested in um, taking a look at. It's from – um, uh, it's from J.J. J. Abrams, right? <laughs> I'm getting my pilot. Yeah, I think so. It's from J.J. Yeah. Abrams. And um, so that's really exciting. And um, and then I also want to talk about, I know, Jimmy, you're not quite caught up on Ray Donovan. Um we no, just mind. had showtime
2: back after that whole kerfuffle ended.
0: So I did watch some
2: tonight, as a matter of fact, but we're still, okay. like, back at the beginning of August episodes because we had no showtime. Uh,
0: it's really it's really, really good. Um and um really excellent. And and HBO sent me the season two part season finale of um the newsroom. So I've now seen the entire of uh season two and it's been picked up for a third season, which I'm really excited about. And um so I wanna talk about a little bit about that. No spoilers, guys. Can't give you spoilers. Um but <laughs> Maybe I'll give you one or two. I won't give you any spoilers. I'll give you some teases. You know me. I never spoil anything ever. I know, um, yeah. and, and and that's actually how I keep my way. very. That's how I keep my very good relationships with the studios, yeah. um, exactly. because I don't spoil. I really yeah. honor their right to yeah. keep things.
1: It's, it's, it's much more fun to, to watch as it's unfolding because I don't even do that for. Oh. I mean, I I cover the soap totally. stuff a lot. General in the hospital, but I
0: don't ever really, you know, get outsiders. Totally. You know, and I so, know. oh, I'm so excited. Last Sunday, um, we went to the Bristol Renaissance Fair. So, cool. um, which is just across is the border. Stuff? I did. I did. I got the most, cool. I got a really pretty, um, so I was a sundress cause it was like 90 degrees. And so I got a really pretty sundress, but it's like sort of – it was sort of like a Renaissance bustier sort of wench dress. And
2: it was a lot of fun.
0: And my husband bought me my birthday because my birthday was last week. And um, he got me a Celtic knot puzzle ring, eight-band Celtic knot puzzle ring, So which I promptly dropped and had to kind of scramble to figure out how to put it back together again because I had no idea. Eight bands not an easy thing to put together an eight band puzzle ring um and it's really pretty it's it's sterling silver and it's I love the Celtic knot, and it's all very symbolic of a lot of things in my novel, which is kinda cool and I finished draft number four of the Apothecary's Curse over the weekend, yay and um, I'm really, really excited about it because I was, as I was telling Chrissy and uh, and Kimi over the phone, um, I wrote an ending that just literally um, echoes back to the prologue, and I it just like totally the symmetry is like there, and I felt when I wrote that ending, and then I wrote an epilogue to the ending, but I wrote the ending, and I just felt in my head the last puzzle piece click into place. So cool, and that's a good sign. That's a really good sign. I'm song. anxious to,
1: start to to read all this now. <laughs> You're
0: gonna yeah, <laughs> draft, <right? laughs> it's it's definitely, and it's so it's coming along, and I'm hoping the, the the draft that I'm working right. on now, I'm hoping will be the last draft. Um, and uh, assuming I don't change anything around, I don't think I will at this point. So anyway, so it's it's all going along. So should we talk a little television?
1: I think so. Hey, have you guys seen Under the Dome? My new favorite. Yes. Show? Yes. I I have. I've seen the first three or two two or three
0: episodes of it.
1: Oh my god! I saw. I, I'm all caught up. I mean, I I've been wanting to see it for a while. I love Stephen King. You know, of course Steven Spielberg is also involved in that, and it is so freaking good. I'm I I'm loving it. I just can't even. I can't. I, I'm bummed. They're already talking about this. The finale, the season finale, is coming uh-huh. up already. I think. Only the I think there's the episode tonight and then next week and that's it. But oh my god, it was so good. I was just like,
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, um, uh yeah, it's, it's it is it's really good. Um, I really you know it's funny. I wrote a novel that I never published. I never actually finished it. I started it when I was in graduate school, which was like in the in the eighties. <laughs> tells you how long uh, ago. In the eighties. Oh my goodness.
1: It's,
0: yeah, it's a novel <laughs> a lot called of Dust Lake. on that. It's a novel called Lake Effect, and so in this novel, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic Chicago, and in this novel, um, the entire city of Chicago and the metro area had been affected by this nuclear accident that, that hit the Zion nuclear power plant and there was a big explosion and fallout and all that other stuff and, and it was like this whole conspiracy thing but the entire city of Chicago was essentially quarantined so they put this big wow. electronic dome over the Chicago <laughs> metro area oh my God. and Are the, the whole thing yeah and and the whole thing is this journey of these people across Chicago because it's like impossible to walk and there's still radiation and stuff But but I was like there's this big dome because that's why nobody actually was able to get out and bring in the troops to help because no one actually ever got out um they were killed against the you know the the the, the invisible great electrified grate of the dome now i wrote this in in 1983 and 1985 i started it and so I under so we got under the That's dome so and I was funny. like, Well, there goes that novel. <laughs> That's never gonna So you saying
2: Stephen King committed copyright fraud?
0: Well against your novel. he's new
2: idea.
0: I won't say that. I, although yeah. I have to <laughs> tell you it's really funny. Um I uh I, I took a master class in uh, in novel writing and I said to the my professor, who is a dean of a of a major university um MFA program in, in creative writing, and a novelist himself, a paranormal novelist. And I said, I'm having a really hard time finding the genre and comp titles. You know, who, who is my writing like? You know, what, what, what other novels are sort of like my novel? And he says, one of the things I really, really love about your novel is that it's really hard to pigeonhole. But it sort of reminds me of Stephen King's book, um, 112263, and so I do have something in common with Stephen. So the, the no, his novel and there mine. See, we must have the same mind because his Under the Dome. Yeah, that's is, <laughs> like my lake, lake Yeah, well, we're on the same wave. I mean,
1: it's, it's it's a brilliant plan. I mean, in the sense of it's just so freaky. I mean, they don't know what's going on, and right. and then yeah, there's going to be this big manhunt tonight. I don't know.
0: I'm I'm, I'm DVRing it.
1: <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah, my my yeah, daughter.
0: My daughter freaked me out though tonight. I'm talking to her um, when I was driving home. I not held, not handheld. My phone goes through my um, Bluetooth in my car, and I talk through my steering wheel. Um, I think it's my steering wheel. I'm not sure where the microphone is.
1: <laughs> but you're like, sure. you just somewhere in the car you're talking, Something is catching it.
0: <laughs> I think it's above my head. But but you actually like dial, like you push the button on the on the steering wheel. So um, I was talking to her and she says, "Oh yeah, she has a bad cold." And she says, "Yeah, we're just kind of sitting here watching Revolution." And I was like, "Revolution?" And she says, "Oh yeah, we want to get caught up because you know it premiered." And I'm like, "It what?" It didn't premiere. No, it Are you serious? No, 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 it didn't. It didn't. She's yeah, 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 yeah. No, the second season is on. And I'm like, no, it can't be. And I'm arguing with her. She says, yeah, well, no, it is. And it must have premiered like a week or two ago. I'm like, no, it couldn't have. So it's premiering September 16th. I, I came home. It's the first thing that I did because I have all these great interviews that I did. I did an interview with – uh, Eric Kripke, I did an interview with Billy Burke, I did an interview with Giancarlo um Esposito. I mean I interviewed all these guys and I'm like, No, you can't do this to me. So, um I'm really whew. so I have I can breathe again and get those interviews I know, up. I
1: like, what? No, I make that Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, me too. I'm really, really excited
1: no, about I'm, that. I'm she's blending. like a
0: huge she's like a huge supernatural fan, so she's like
1: Yeah, I'm a new I'm a See, I know, Supernatural. Oh my God! Yeah, you know, the the Supernatural ended. The recap of that was that the the angels, all the angels, started to fall from the sky. <laughs> so I don't know what the heck's going to be this season. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that.
0: Because yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I hope um, we get a
1: full ten year, a ten season too. I mean, I hope this isn't the last
0: season. But oh, I don't anyway. know. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything about anything. Um, so anyway, so. I want to talk about um, summer shows that are winding up, that are wrapping up. Um, Ray Donovan is wrapping up. uh, After uh, last night's episode, there are two more episodes to air. And um, it is really wild. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Revolution starts September 25th. I thought it said September 16th. Okay, September 25th. Thank you for correcting me, zombies. I appreciate that. Karis Tonight writes, Revolution starts September 25th. So, thank you. Um, uh, what was I saying? Um, what else was I just say? Oh, Ray Donovan. So, I know that you're behind Jimmy on it um, yeah. because of Showtime's nastiness. Oh, I have to tell you, this is, like, so weird. So, um, oh, I can't – well, maybe I can. Can I say it? Oh, my gosh. Now I don't know if I can say it because I don't want to spoil it. Um, I'll, I'll tell it another time because it's a newsroom reference. It's like this really cool internal reference to Ray Donovan. It's like so funny. Um, but because they're on at the same exact time on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. One on HBO and one on Showtime. And, and they actually uh, invoke the name Ezra Goldman in newsroom. Mm-hmm. Who of course is oh, uh, Ray Donovan's boss? I'm going to give a
2: speaking of of cross promotion. Really, really tiny spoiler that doesn't spoil anything about the Bones premiere. You know, Sleepy Hollow premieres right after Bones. Right. In the Bones premiere, one of the characters ask the other one, "Hey, did you set your DVR for Sleepy Hollow?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: love it. Which love is less greater
2: than a lot of Bones is. Embedded advertising because Bones gets pretty ridiculous with
0: their advertising. But the funny but. thing right. is, I mean, this newsroom on HBO and Showtime. Right. I mean, Ray down is on Showtime, right? So, but yeah. to invoke the name of a lawyer named Ezra Goldman, just I thought mm-hmm. coincidence. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> um, although it could be, it could very well be, could very well be a coincidence. Maybe the Ray Donovan's creator and um, newsroom creator are friends. Huh, that could be.
2: Or maybe Aaron Sorkin's like, what's a Jewish lawyer name? Isn't <laughs> Ezra
0: sure Goldman? Can of, I can th- I'm sure he can think of many Jewish lawyer names <laughs> that are not Ezra Goldman. I mean, Ezra? Like Goldman I get, but Ezra is not such a common name. I don't know. I know one Ezra. I know actually I do. I actually know one Ezra who um is who is actually went to school with my daughter and he's actually like a rock star. So um Ooh. anyway. Um so yes, yeah. so Ray Donovan, um I'm not going to spoil it cuz Jimmy you've not seen it yet. Um wow. Holy whatever. Bleep. Um it is really I have no idea. Where this is going? Um, all of the um, there is a real emotional scene in last night's episode. There is a huge surprise, and oh my gosh, there is a huge, huge, huge tragic moment. Now, Jimmy, oh, you you're way far behind. So, um, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, we just um,
2: watched episode four tonight.
0: Oh, yeah, there's like, and, and James Woods, have you seen the ones with James Woods in it? Nope, no, we haven't got to him yet. <laughs> okay, James Woods is in it, he's really creepy, um, he's really <laughs> creepy, um, so it's it's really, it, it, it's definitely, I don't know where it's going, I don't know where it's going to end, I do know there's a huge tragedy in last night's episode, which I won't say out loud, um, Mm-hmm but it has to do with one of the Donovan boys. Mm. And there's a big twist that happens with Mickey and, um, and we've still got two episodes to go. Um, it is, it's really, there's a lot of blood coming to me for you because you haven't seen a lot of the episodes. It's really good. now newsroom, um, which has also, I think it has, two more episodes or three more episodes. I've seen all of them now. I've seen the whole season. Thank you, HBO, um, for for sending those to me, overnighting them to me. Really, really nice getting those little packages. And um, I watched the, the two-part season finale last night. And um, it is wonderful. It is so good. It is. It takes place election night 2012, the presidential mm. election. And Mm -hmm. it is really, really well done. All the fallout from Genoa, which is what has gotten them into such hot water. And really um, taking action that they should have taken. And then there's a huge emotional payoff as well. Huge emotional payoff in the season finale um, that I was like, yes! It was a fist-pumping moment. And I won't tell you what it is because I would then have to kill myself (laughs) because I'm not supposed to say. Um, Cannot Mm. make, cannot, cannot spoil it. Um, But all I can say is I've really been so pleased with this season's newsroom. Now, have you been not as enthralled with it, Jimmy, as you were?
2: Last year? No, I like it. You know, we just, you know, we had the grandpa thing and the vacation, so I really didn't watch TV for like a month. So I'm oh. like, still trying to catch up. And, you know, with Breaking Bad series finale three weeks away and Burn Notice series finale this week, I've,
0: that's kind of been yeah. what and I've been what focusing every, on. You know, no matter what people say, and, and actually the summer TV season has taken on so much more importance in the, with cable now. Because it really is oh, yeah. a prime time se- season. Um, I mean, you know, it's everybody like- where I work just talks
2: about Breaking Bad. We've all been, like, enthralled with, I mean, especially last night's episode, man. It ended, I mean, they're they're gearing up for the end now. There was Laura. a huge shootout with multiple main characters, and it left us in a really precarious position with only three hours to go. and It's going to be rough. There will definitely be bloodshed. I guarantee it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's so much good television on in the summer now that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but the only thing is, though, people go away. And it does make it difficult. Now, of course, DVRs and Netflix and stuff make it possible for people to be able to – you know, see things anyway, but, and, and um, amazon.com also uh, and voodoo. But it's still people go away in the summer and they miss stuff. So, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. even though the, the, there's a lot of stuff on in the summer um, it, it is a hard, I mean, the networks could never get away with it. Never. I mean, on HBO or Showtime or wherever, they can play and replay and replay and replay and make it available well, online. Under
2: the Dome's been a mild summer hit for CBS. They, I mean, it was as yeah. a miniseries, and they're doing a second season because it's gotten enough eyeballs. But then there's yeah. like
0: Rachel Griffith's show,
2: Camp, which nobody tuned into that will definitely right. be canceled.
0: I mean, I remember, you know, the summer replacements shows. I mean, it used to be, mm-hmm. you know, summer was when they did all those pilots that no one cared about. Wasn't
2: Seinfeld
0: released in the summer originally? Yeah, I mean some stuff gets released. Some stuff gets released in the summer and catches fire. Well, next next year,
2: well, say next year it should be different. I mean Fox is making a play. They're airing Glee in twenty four into the summer. Which-
0: yeah, no, yeah. Green and
2: Twenty Four; those are two big shows that are going to get are, into the right? summer. So I feel, yeah. like, I feel like that could be a good way to introduce some other new shows and try to really make a play with the summer. Back yeah, no, I, I think
0: so. I think so. I think that the oh, only caveat you. is that people travel in the summer, people vacation in the yeah. summer, um, people yeah, are I not inside, inside in the summer. I think
1: it's so. amazing, though. That I think that that. That the networks are are happy about is the fact that I mean, like all the mobile devices, you know, people can still if
0: it
1: on or not. And I think that is really changing the face of 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 how these shows are being presented and and produced. I mean, I love the fact that we had. I mean, we have True Blood in the summer, you know, and oh, every one more summer. I know. I'm so pumped about that. 2014, last time for my true blood, I've been a, a true beast since day one, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit sad to see it go. But um, you know, I'm sure it's gonna be amazing. I obviously they're gonna have to get you know Bill and and uh, Sookie together at the end because the show started with them and it shouldn't.
0: Sure. So. Thank
1: you for sure. What but yeah, and I think too the whole the way the whole fall network is going, the networks are going through the fall scheduling. I mean it's gonna be I think that they're learning, especially with these like the the storylines that are ongoing, they're they're learning that they can they need to break it up into two distinct sections, eleven yeah. episodes and eleven episodes, and I think that's gonna be a big game changer really. Because oh, all yeah, you know, in all the summer episodes, usually it's twelve episodes, and and I know I think twenty four is going to do thirteen episodes, but um, but that's basically, and you know, even True Blood, we only got ten episodes this season, but uh, but I know like Dexter's twelve. Bum- episodes. It's, it's going to end. we got some more of those left. That's
0: going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's really becoming, and of course, with Once Upon a Time, it's going to be 11 yeah. and 11. So you have these, and, and and actually, that much more follows a British model. Um, well, that's what,
2: well, a lot of the ABC shows this year are doing that 11, 11 thing, or 10 and 12, mm-hmm. or doing the split season, and they're going to have a bunch of new
0: shows that are going to fill those gaps, which will be interesting. Yeah yeah maybe yeah. that that gap time will be the new summer you know yeah. where they would put all those little like okay, who knows where they're gonna go shows like right in the into that little slot there um right, and which makes right. for fewer reruns and nowadays with streaming um people you know back in the old days. You you watch the shows during the year, and if you missed one, you could pick it up in the summer, but that was pretty much the only way to do it. Right. Now, mm-hmm. you know, two days after or even a day after the episode airs, you can watch it. You don't have to wait for the rerun. Who wants to watch reruns? Right. And, um, you know, so it, it really does make sense to fill those gaps in with, with other stuff. So it's kind of cool. So let's talk a little bit about um, some other stuff that's coming up this season. Um, as I said, I was watching, um, as I mentioned before, I don't know if it was off the air or on the air. Um, I've been watching the Fox uh, pilots, the ones that I think I'm going to mm-hmm. uh, watch in the fall. And I was curious about um Brooklyn ninety nine because I was a huge first of all I love Andre Brouwer. I really love mm-hmm. Andre Brower. Wow. Um mm-hmm. he's phenomenal. I loved him as House's psychiatrist and house M D. He's just a great actor. And thought, at a certain
2: age he was excellent in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Boston Public. I mean, he's really oh, yeah. uh I think that no, that wasn't that wasn't Andre Brouwer. I apologize um i'm getting my house i'm getting my house actors confused but uh. audrey Brower is just great i mean he's just a great all-around actor um and um so I, I tuned it in i watched it and i watched about 20 minutes of it and maybe not 20 i think it's only 22 minutes total anyway but i only i watched the first Two segments of it, and I was like, Yeah, I'm so spot. I grew up on Barney Miller, and to me, mm-hmm. as far as cop comedies are concerned, you know, precinct mm-hmm. house, New York precinct house comedies, Barney Miller cannot be touched. It was the best <laughs> comedy, best, best police comedy um, I've ever seen. So, Brooklyn '99 was just, I don't know, it was just kind of stupid, I thought.
2: Well, I, I'm still undecided about it. I mean, Sandberg is a lot less cartoonish than I thought he'd be. He can actually play a little bit of, I mean, his character's kind of cartoonish, but he doesn't go yeah. right the way he always goes that right Live. And Brower's yeah. his character, I think they're going to do something interesting with him. There's kind of like, not a big twist, but there is kind of a little surprise about his backstory you learn at the end of the episode. And yeah. I don't know if they're going to use it as just like another little element, or if it's going to be something that's kind of important and relevant to the plot. But I don't know. They have potential that they could could do something kind of neat with his character if they if they yeah. handle it right.
0: But I think that Sandberg's character, I mean, I ju- it's just he's such a cartoon. Yeah, I know. And I really, I, I mean, know, I don't know. You know, I was I mean, undecided.
2: I think, My review of think, that was very like. uh
0: I think we're in a real, as far as TV drama goes, I think we're in a real golden age. Yeah, TV is just phenomenal. Um, Mm -hmm. It just, it really is um, a golden age of TV right now. And, um, and it's all brilliant. A lot of it is brilliant. And for comedy, not so much. I mean, I was a product of the seventies and eighties and nineties TV comedy. And, I watched a lot of 70s and 80s comedy and 90s comedy. And it just, there was a style to it. You know, it was funny and it was situational and it was just well written and snappy and good and not like an Adam Sandler movie. (laughs) You know? You know, I, I, there was a st- there was they were classier, and I guess I like stuff that's a little classier. So like a Barney Miller, which was a, which I hold up as the you know the cop comedy. Compare it to Brooklyn 99. I mean, it's like okay. Now maybe it's appealing to people of another generation. I mean, when I was you know it's possible, but to me comedy is like Mash. I mean, Mash was great. Right, I love. Mash so right? Much. I love- Cheers.
1: Uh, oh, yeah,
0: you know, Cheers. Cheers. Yes, I um.
1: know your name. <laughs>
0: Taxi. You know, you got ta- taxi. taxi. Oh, my God. Um, have
2: you seen any new sitcoms this year that have impressed you at all, even a little bit?
0: Have I seen any sitcoms? No. <laughs> you get any one. of the new
2: pilots that you're – yeah, I mean, like, The Goldbergs is okay in a kind of oh, a nostalgic even, way, but not you know, like
0: great. This is the same. I mean, I like
2: it because it's got the '80s thing, and it feels a little bit like Wonder Years. Yeah. but Still, it's like it's not fresh, and it's not.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing. Is... I kind
2: of like Trophy Wife just because of the cast, but you
0: know. Yeah, I mean the Goldbergs. Uh, I guess it's because my sister's mm-hmm. my sister's name is my sister is a Goldberg. Um, oh. <laughs> she's married to a Goldberg. Um, and it I really cringe a little bit when there's mm-hmm. a series called the Goldbergs and I think it's my um my uh ethnic radar goes up. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. Um there, I did not
2: detect a single Jew joke in the pilot. Well that's it's, good. It's more just a comedy about a family in the eighties that yells a lot.
0: Yeah. And well, makes a lot of pop culture they, references. But see, that's a that's a totally Jewish archetype. I mean, it's Rhoda's mother. Yeah, but um, they, they don't. There's nothing
2: said about the religion. They don't call it out. I mean, they, it's not. It's not a it's
0: Not, a uh, not that I'm thing. not that I'm saying it's a great show. I'm just saying it's I'm not like gonna, over I'm the top. Watch it. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to watch it with a critical eye, I suppose.
2: But I didn't like the '99.
0: I haven't seen any other comedies. I'm not. I generally don't review comedies, just because mm-hmm. I have a real strong bias against comedies. 21st century situation comedies. I just, I just have a really strong. I, I prefer the animated ones, to be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I know, mean, better. They're better written.
1: They're totally better yeah. written. Yeah. After Friends was gone, I mean, yeah. Friends, you know that whole Friends, Seinfeld, that whole group of uh, sitcoms. I yeah. kind of just stopped watching sitcoms, to be honest with you. And none of them has really stood out to me in years. I mean, right? Seriously, right. Like I, you know, even even like some of the like okay, even uh, uh, what is that one with um, James Pond? That new show with get I mean, they're just not back in the game. Yeah, and I'm like, that
2: show I mean, is the worst pilot I've right. reviewed this year. It is it's absolutely a, awful. Do not watch but, back in the game.
1: It is like it is like the, to me just from the trailer. Okay, it was like a bad, badly written version of like Bad News Bears. Bad
2: News. Exactly, exactly. With lots of anti women stereotypes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, and I Thank think you. that. I, was I like, think. What are they doing? I think oh, that's it's really, terrible. Don't waste
0: your time. Okay. I think there's a lot of stereotypes in in all comedies these days. And there always have been, you know, to a certain extent. But it just seems like it's just, you know, stereotypes and tropes T V tropes substitute for good writing and comedy these days, I think. So I, I really you know, so I'm really pretty biased. Um, Oh, one thing I am going to, speaking of things that are really funny, is um, uh, Night of the Living Dead, Riff Tracks, is coming. What's that? So, um, did you ever watch Mystery Science Theater 3000 or 2000? No. Do you know what Mystery Science Theater is? Okay. Uh I
1: I know Science Theater, yeah.
0: Okay, so they would take like a really bad movie. And they would riff on it. You know, you wouldn't really hear mm-hmm. the track, the soundtrack itself. They would just uh-huh. like riff on the movie. I and mean, you hear a little bit of the soundtrack, but you they would like riff on the movie. And and in in, in the T V show there were these, um there was like a Martian and you would see them. You can we would actually see them in the audience as they were watching the movie. Mm-hmm. It, it was really funny. So, um, they've actually been doing them as theater, like um uh events like theater events. Uh Fathom Entertainment has been doing them. And we actually saw I saw Plan Nine from Outer Space um a few months ago and I did a review of it. So if you want to read my review of it, go and, and look at it in Blog Critics. But um I actually I think I'm gonna go um and review uh the Night of the Living Dead, which is like, wow, the classic um zombie movie ever and uh, I'm going to review that. So I'm really excited about that. I'm so excited. Um, cause that's Now, that's funny. I mean, I like that kind of humor that just sort of, like, takes something that's really stupid and just skewers it. So I guess that's me. I'm just mean. I just like mean humor. <laughs> I, like that, I like really good satire, um, and I guess that that just doesn't exist anymore on TV. Anyway, um, so that's why I don't like that. Oh, speaking of movies... Um, for all of you guys who listen in to me all the time, you know I've got to get my little Robert Carlyle thing yeah. <laughs> every week. Mm-hmm. So his movie California Solo is now on Netflix for streaming. Mm-hmm. So if you did not catch it, it, it was it played only in the art house cinemas um, at all um, when it was re- released Ooh. in November last year. Um, It played the arthouse circuit. It played the festival circuit. So Nobody probably saw it that's listening to this. Um, And the DVD came out a few months ago, but now it's on Netflix. And it was on Netflix, but not to stream. And now, just in the last week, it's become – it's gone on streaming at Netflix. So if you want to watch – did either of you see it? No, No, I I have not. Okay, you should definitely see it because – it's as, as different on Netflix. It's on Netflix
2: okay.
0: and or on streaming, so you can stream it. Um, and it is as different a part for Carlisle as um, you can imagine from Gold. I mean, it, it, it's just such a completely different part. We can make
2: that next week's assignment instead of another Once Upon a Time episode. <gasps>
0: Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Okay, oh, everybody listening, be. watch California Solo, and we'll talk about. All right. And I'll do what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to tweet or direct message Marshall Louis, who is the director of the movie. And actually, what I'll do is I'll play um, his inter- the interview I did with him. Um yeah. On I, I'll do an excerpt of I, the uh, interview. Um, I did. That would be awesome. So but we'll see. I'm gonna
2: remember to like watch it and have the motivation, so let's do
0: it. Okay, so everybody <laughs> who otherwise I'll is, forget. It'll give be on my to do list forever. And and everyone who's listening, and I know a lot of you guys are Carlisle fans because you're a lot of you guys are once upon a time fans. Um, he sings in the movie and plays guitar. Mm-hmm. And um and, and but, but the the context for it is this is a guy who was a big deal uh, lead guitarist in the 90s and he hasn't picked up a guitar in 15 years or 12 years or 10 years or whatever, 15 years and um, he picks it up he doesn't want to, he's reluctant to do it and someone says can you just pick it up and play it or whatever and so he's not supposed to sound really good he's, he's got a really pleasant voice um, and I mean he forgets the lyrics and I'm sure that's all part of the script but he plays and he doesn't play well but this is a guy who hasn't picked up a guitar in, you know, many, many years. Um, so anyway, so um, it's a really good movie. Um, he's wonderful in it. Um, and um, I saw it the first time at a festival. It was the worst conditions. The festival venue that I was at was a – it had a lot of venues. It's It was the Chicago – Chicago Music and – uh, independent cinema festival and, and Irvine Welsh is actually on the board and jury of it who wrote the novel Train Spotting and uh and, and he's transplanted from uh Glasgow from, from Scotland to Chicago. Um but anyway, so I saw it and it was like on this bed sheet of a screen <laughs> and it was like the worst, the worst print and you could barely hear it. And You could barely hear it, and and anyone who's heard Robert Carlyle speak in his native um, accent knows when you can't hear it. Because he's soft-spoken, and he's soft-spoken in the movie, um, that it was almost impossible to hear the dialogue. And so it wasn't until I uh, I actually had a screener for the film, because it came out last November and they sent me a screener, um, that I was actually able to listen to the movie, hear the entire movie. But so that's the assignment for next week is um to okay. and I'm I'm hoping also in the next week um ABC will put up for the press um a screener for the season premiere of Once Upon a Time and Wonderland. So um hopefully I'll get to see those. But they're not as of now they're not up. So let's talk about know. um I want to talk about Sleepy Hollow because Jimmy yeah, you you've seen it. <laughs> Um, so what did you think ahead. of it? What did you
2: think of it? You know, there was a little bit of unevenness. Um, the, the part that bothered me that was uneven was the way they had him, Ichabod, like adapt too quickly. Like it felt like the couple of things he pointed out that were futuristic to him were just there purely to point something out and not as part of a character development thing. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. disappointed me. But I think the mythology is cool. And I like that they're gonna like tie it into the Bible and the occult and really like give it a backstory, and not just like it's some piece of the week thing.
0: Yeah, I like that part. I liked the fact that his wife is a witch and um mm-hmm. it, and, and and it's a really interesting premise, um, especially being someone who's just finished writing a novel that is a is a you know, kind of nonlinear, that era, maybe a little bit later, Mine's Mm -hmm. a little bit later, but that era that brings in elements of the supernatural as well as historical elements. um, I was really drawn to it. And um, I, like you, and again, someone who's just written, you know, been painstaking about making my characters um, realistic in their time. Um, I found Mm -hmm. it a little jarring that Ichabod really adapted. I mean, yeah, you see when he's riding in a car, there's kind of this fear, kind of like Mr. Gold riding the airplane for the first time.
2: Um, Not even that much. It's very understated.
0: It's very understated. And if I were a guy who is from 1781, um, Mm -hmm. riding in a car, I would think it's, Bloody magic. Did oh, yeah, oh,
2: well, you notice to like something. that it was it it was very weird that he's partnered with an African American female detective and yep. he comments on her wearing trousers but not the fact that she's black when he well, calls from know, Revolutionary War made, Times.
0: Well not only that, but you know, I feel I feel he does, but he does, he does. He says he, he, he talks about being an abolitionist though. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't know. I, I just
2: I think felt like there was a couple little nitpicky parts where he mentioned something, and for the most
0: part, he was yeah. just like, eh. I'm I mean, it was almost it. like, okay, we're going to check that box off, we're going to check that box off, we're going to check that box off. Mm-hmm. And now, never mind, we're in. And to be honest, I mean, they're like um, Life on Mars. Did you ever watch Life on Mars? No, I
1: didn't.
0: Life on Mars was is Martin Freeman. And mm-hmm. he plays a – and I never watched the whole series, even, either none of it. I didn't watch the entire – all the series of it. But the premise of that was here's this guy in contemporary Britain, and he's a mm-hmm. he's a police detective, um, and he gets badly injured, and he finds himself back in the 70s. And he's using mm-hmm. all of his knowledge from the current contemporary time back in – the seventies. And I think that fish out of water tale works really well really, really well. Um mm-hmm. I I really I really like the actor who's playing Ichabod Crane. I think he's quite good. He's a young actor um who does quite well. Um and I like the fact he's a history professor and, and he had started out, you know, as a as a as a, a British soldier and he switched sides and um I, I, I like a lot of that. So I'm I'm curious. I'm going to, it's like revolution last year. I was like, okay, well, the pilot was okay, but there's a lot of possibilities. So I'd, I'm really curious to see what they do with it. Um,
2: yeah, I think a very, lot of my complaints were very centric to the pilot. Like they won't matter by episode four. So
0: yeah. we'll see what happens. I would like to hope, I would like to hope that, that we keep seeing flashbacks to, um, hmm you know, the eighteenth the century. That would be very cool. Oh, what happens is so so it starts out we're in seventeen eighty one and the war uh against the the, the war between the, the the English and the new Americans is still going on. And um they and and this guy Ichabod Crane gets killed on the battlefield.
1: Okay. Um,
0: by this guy whose head he cuts off. Okay. So he decapitates this guy and kills him, and but the other guy kills him, and so he dies. As does the guy who's been decapitated, and all of a sudden he wakes up and he's below ground in this cavern. And it's like, where am I? And so he gets himself out of the cavern, and um, just at this time, there are a series of murders in Sleepy Hollow. And that's kind of how it starts. So he comes out, and he's actually in 2013 Sleepy Hollow.
1: Interesting. Okay, so we got- And basically,
0: 2013 like Sleepy Hollow is a hell mouse, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: It's it not just a serial killer. There's there's a bunch of supernatural things concentrated
0: in a certain area.
1: Okay.
0: And there's not a whole... It's
2: temple, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, and there's a whole four horsemen of the apocalypse thing and um, all sorts of weird stuff yeah, going Yeah, that,
2: that was the other thing that bothered me is they try to tie it into the book of Revelations, but they don't do a very thorough job of that either.
0: Yeah. I, I don't care for that part so much. Um. But I, I'm curious to see where it's going to go. It, it's quite exciting. What I am really excited—it's it's quite got a lot of promise. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm semi-excited about it, and I'm curious to see where it goes. What I am very excited about is almost human. I keep trying to want to call it being almost human. Almost human. Yeah, I, didn't I hear keep wanting. Being human. I keep wanting to call it being off. human. Because it's like the name. Yeah. But it's almost human. And it is actually very Philip K. Dickian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's J.J. J., it's J. J. Abrams. Oh,
1: well, that is um, good.
0: And it is yeah. meticulously done. Um, it is uh, about this, it's a cop show, sort of. Okay. And um you have Android police, sort of Cylons, I guess. No, no, they're not Cylons. <laughs> I keep, you know, it's like Android. So there's like Cylons. Oh, they're like it's like it's a it's a very Blade Runner-ish. It's very Blade Runner-ish oh, okay. to me. Um, just the the vibe is very Blade Runner-ish. It's oh, it's absolutely sci-fi. It's yeah. absolutely oh, dystopic sci-fi. It it is dystopic sci-fi. Um, Lily Taylor is yeah. in it. Um, who I love. Mm-hmm. I remember Michael, her Ely. With Michael Ely, right, who's great. Oh, Michael playing, Ely. Oh wow. Michael Ely plays a um an android who his mm-hmm. species of android has been um mothballed because they were bred or they were bred, they were created to actually have emotions and to feel. And to have the learning and the feeling not to be automatons, but to actually be quite human. And sort of like data, I guess. Like
1: AI Mm -hmm. almost.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm, I love AI.
1: I love that AI.
0: I love that. I'm thinking, you know, it's like I think he's more like data um, on Star Trek Next Generation. Um, So, but um, who's like my favorite character on that show? Um, and, um, so it's really, and he's paired with this, with this very embittered, um, embittered cop who's been in a coma. And I think he's been in a coma. I can't remember. Um, but they get paired together because they want to uncover, um, this, uh, massacre of police officers that had happened. And there was a a mole that had actually infiltrated and and created the situation where these terrorists blew up um, a bunch of police officers and killed people. And and they want to get to the bottom of this. And um, so actually, I think it holds a huge amount of promise, Um, great cast, um, good writing, and so I'm really excited to see where that one goes. I And really that's probably so far of the pilots that I've seen, that's probably the one that I'm most excited about. Um I'm also very excited I have not seen the pilot yet for Helix. Um and I haven't are, heard
1: that one what
0: what, what what one is that about? That um one? you know I missed I I missed the panel at Comic-Con, not the, pan- the the press room at Comic-Con. Yeah. So, um I will tell you more about Helix as it comes closer to um its okay. premiere. Um so I'm going to I'm going to try to watch the NBC um uh pilots. I was stupid. You have to renew your credentials on NBC every 6 months. And they send okay. you an email, and I missed the email. So my oh, password no. my, my password has been invalidated. <clears throat> although oh, I keep no. getting although I keep getting from NBC I keep getting conference call notices. Um oh, like daily. Yeah, you
2: can't get in and watch the
0: screeners. I can't watch the screeners without so I have to call. Okay. It's a phone it's a phone call. <clears throat> that's all it is. Yeah. I mean they'll re up they'll re up my credentials, um, I, I'm pretty sure. Um so that's exciting. And then of course ABC um just posted um ABC just posted its pilot, his its new shows. Uh, Betrayal is oh, now I am on. For
1: that show. That so show. I'm going to get,
0: I'm going to try to see that.
1: Oh my um, god! Jimmy, you
0: the, you, you've seen the Goldbergs on ABC? Yeah. Well, the
2: ABC puts all their sitcoms on Hulu, so you don't even need a press access to get uh, the Goldbergs and back in the game and Oh, so is that are, right? That a, is, yeah, yeah, those are all free on Hulu for
0: anybody right now. And I'm really looking forward to um, Marvel's Agents of Shield. Oh yes. my god, the 5 trailer, trailer I watched was awesome. Super, 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 super excited. And so far, um, episode oh, episode one. No, it can't uh it's gotta be a clip. It's got I, should
2: no, say, I, I got I thought I just checked recently and
0: it wasn't up. So yeah, no, I think it's just a clip. Um okay. But, okay. I'd be calling you yeah. <laughs> I'd
2: be like ABC, get me in.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you are you on ABC Net? I'm um, the media site? Well,
2: I'm having trouble. I've been like I know what the password is, but it won't let me in for some reason. It keeps locking my account. And I don't know. It's not even, I mean, it's still with somebody else. But I I confirmed the password, and I can't reset it myself because it's not
0: in my name, and it's frustrating. um, Oh, that's a bummer. Um,
2: So I'm trying to get it in my name, but they won't return my emails or my calls. So, unfortunately, I'm having a little trouble.
0: So I have applied again. I have applied. I finally applied for uh, membership in TCA, so I'm really excited about that. I haven't been rejected yet, so.
2: I never did get rejected the last time, but I never got approved either. It just oh, never wow. heard.
0: Well, last and year I, so I got enrollment right now. Uh, till the fifteenth, I think.
2: Okay, I'll do
0: that. Tomorrow. So, um, so I don't know. Last last year, I heard I got an email from them like after a week, saying, mm-hmm. "Sorry, <laughs> sorry, but no thanks." Um, so I haven't heard from them yet, so we'll we'll I'll you know we'll find out. Um, anyway. So, what ABC did release is the um season premiere press release for once upon a time um, mm-hmm. shall i shall I read it?
1: I think you need to read that okay,
0: okay. so this is what it says um master storytellers Edward Kisses and Adam Horowitz invite everyone to join Emma Snow, Prince Charming, Rumple Hook, and the Evil Queen Regina as they travel through a portal. ...on the Jolly Roger in an effort to reach Neverland and save Henry. But Neverland is a much darker place than you remember, and in order for our heroes to accomplish their mission... ...they'll have to face a foe more powerful than the Dark One himself. What does Peter Pan want with Henry? Can our heroes put aside their differences and work together? Will Aurora, Mulan, and Prince Philip be able to nurse Neil back to health and reunite him with his family... New fairy tale characters will be revealed, and old acquaintances will be revisited. So think of a wonderful thought, because our Neverland's going to be a fever dream that just won't break. In the season premiere episode, Heart of the Truest Believer, as Emma, Mary Margaret, David, Regina, Mr. Gold, and Hook enter Neverland to search for the kidnapped Henry, they are greeted by a school of not-so-friendly mermaids who threaten to end their sh- search before it begins. Henry fu- Henry finds himself on the run from the Lost Boys and another escapee from Peter Pan's encampment. And Neil, recovering from his wounds, travels through, wait for it, guys, the Enchanted Forest. So that was the Enchanted oh,
1: Forest.
0: In- with Mulan in an attempt to learn the fates of Emma and Henry.
1: Hmm. Which means they are in the Handed. They're in the, where we thought they were this whole time.
0: Yes, they that are. Be,
1: yeah. Okay. So I was right. Yes, I was. You were I was second
0: right. guessing myself after that conversation, I because I
1: was like, "Wait a minute." But yeah. No, it looked just like that. Okay, good. Okay. So, cool. and
0: and it, and the script was written by this and Horowitz, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks really good. Now they posted some pictures as well. Um. Mm-hmm. There are some backstage there are behind the scenes pictures. There are pictures um of of uh of prince charming and snow white with a injured woman. I don't know what that's about. Okay. Um there's a picture of Hook. There's a picture of Hook with a woman with blonde hair. Um there's some behind there's nothing. No pictures of uh, Mr. Gold or Still skin. Damn,
1: that's what my question was. <laughs> Where is it? Geez, man, they're, they're, they know what we want. That's the thing. They're going to keep us wanting more, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, they never post. That. It's so rare for them to post pictures of Rumpel or Mr. I Gold. Know. And I'm
1: thinking. But that's because we want them.
0: Well, that, there's that. And um, the other thing is that I think that Maybe if they post those pictures, it's more of a spoiler because, you know, it almost shows what he's up to.
1: Yeah.
0: So I don't know.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. So wow, I'm will- d- I'm just anxious. So that, and that's on the 29th, right? And then Revenge is after that. I'm I'm dying for revenge.
2: So Revenge is yeah. posted on the ABC press site, too. If I ever get in, I would is definitely it? be watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. my so part
1: God. You have, to, you have to. I'm, like, dying because, no, it was, like, my big, I mean, they cleaned it all up last season, thank you, God, after they sent out surveys to people. And, I mean, thank you to the writers that they really, they, they're getting back to basics. I am so excited to see this this new season i'm just it's i'm really hoping that i mean obviously the first they the trailer right now is you know the first like three seconds uh Emily gets you know shot and she falls into the water and I'm sure we'll see what what led to that but um I'm really anxious to see it it should be Amanda and Jack against the graces and I'm hoping that that's what they're going to do now they're so going new guys played
2: by uh, Justin Hartley from Smallville
1: yes, R- uh, Victoria's
2: I was son
1: so excited because he was one of my I was bummed when he wasn't he wasn't cast in Arrow because I mean he was I in completely Arrow. agree
2: it was like such completely a given
1: justice i was like what the heck are they thinking i mean he created that whole character, you know, and established it, you know, and then Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that he's going to be on Revenge. It's going to be great. I mean, I'm just dying for that show. (laughs) That one and then Betrayal will be right afterwards,
0: so it's going to be good. Well, I... I have a bunch of uh I have a bunch of pilots I have to watch and season premieres I have to watch. I tend to only watch those season premieres I think I might be following during the year and I've been so busy mm-hmm. with the novel that i'm like I'm, I'm still really far behind on stuff um I did a great interview um by the way uh with a a really talented actor that um I'm looking forward to publishing. I just got back the transcript from. I have um this great uh interview I did with Vivek Tuwari about his graphic novel um uh The Fifth Beetle. I have interviews with um Brad Bell and uh, Jane Espenson about husbands. So I've got like all these interviews to post and I just I haven't had any time to do it.
1: Yeah. So it, it it piles up
0: Yeah, it totally piles up. Um, So I've got to kind of get caught up. I think after I finish, I keep saying this, but after I finish this draft, which this draft of the novel should only be copy editing and cleanup. And um, once I finish that, uh, once I finish this draft, and I actually did 40 pages today, um, which... It, the novel is 357 pages of manuscript, so I'm really going at a pretty good clip. So I'm, uh, I should finish it within a week, so then I'll get caught up for the TV season to come. So I promised everyone we would talk about Tallahassee. Yay! Tallahassee,
1: really good. I, 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 was glad that we watched it, rewatched it. I hadn't seen it for a while.
0: Yeah, it's quite. It's a really good episode, and and I want to start. By like I've done a couple times by sort of reviewing with people, um, by by excerpting from the the review I did of it, and it aired originally um, Sunday, November fourth, and the uh, episode was written by Jane Espenson and Christine Boylan. And if you guys want to, those of you who are listening, take a look in the archive of Blog Talk Radio uh, for November of two thousand twelve. And on, um, I think it was either the next day or the week after, uh, I think it was the next night, November 5th, uh, my November 5th show, Jane Espenson was on and, and we talked a great deal about Tallahassee. So, um, so this, is, this is what I wrote. Until now, we've known very few details of Emma Swan's past. In this week's new Once Upon a Time episode, we learn how she ended up pregnant and in jail. But perhaps just as importantly, we discover why she has such, a profound, such profound trust issues and has learned to read people incredibly well. Still in the fairy tale land wastelands, accompanied by Snow, Mulan, Sleeping Beauty, and now Hook, Emma sinks a compass that will be the key to getting them back home. The compass is in the possession of a certain giant that lives atop a beanstalk. Although she's very wary of Hook, Emma has no choice um, but not but to trust him, at least as far as she must. Her only apparent sympathy for him comes from her belief that had he not had he not only lost his hand, but her only belief is that her belief that he had not only lost his hand, but his true love to Rumpelstiltskin, Of course, as we know, that's not exactly the truth. We learned that Emma had been a thief and we learned, you know, her backstory, which is cool, and that um August has been sort of manipulating events to quote unquote protect Emma, right? And to to get Neil Cassidy to sort of go, who we know is, is Bellfire now. Um and the whole postcard, you know, August says he's gonna send a postcard. Well, of course we saw the postcard. Um and then we have the Jack and the I loved the Jack and the Bean Story. I just thought it was exquisitely beautiful. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, and of course, how can you not like? Um, uh, oh God, I'm completely blanking. Jorge,
0: Jorge Garcia. Jorge,
1: thank you, Jorge Garcia. I mean, it was so nice to see him, and and I loved how actually how you know in the end of that she she turns his his way of thinking around a little bit, at least with regards to her. And I love that he help he helps her, you know, in the end and he he keeps uh, Hook uh basically prisoner so that she can get away <laughs> I just love that whole that whole thing. I thought it was really good. I mean it's like a oh, yeah. thing and uh, I I just uh, I loved all the sexual innuendos between Hook and Hook and Emma, you know, when Hook Talking to her about the beans, he's just so great that way. I love that those parts. So do you want
0: them? So do yeah. you want them to get? Do you want them to get together? I
1: like them together, actually. I mean, see, for me, I mean, yes. I mean, she belongs with Day, obviously. But I kind of like their chemistry together. I really do. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing him being hooked kind of on this journey, you know, to Neverland, and he kind of you know, has to sacrifice something or, or, you know, do something to kind of bring, you know, attention around. And then wouldn't it be interesting if they did kind of build a triangle? Because when Bay does well, finally he, get back, you know. And mean, be, when
2: you toss in the relationship with Hook be, you know, loving Bay's mother and then toss in, you know, his, you know, his thing with Rebel Siltskin and now he'd be dating Henry's mother, it would be really... Weird. We mess up the dynamics quite a bit in an interesting way.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm kind of looking at what I wrote that night, and I said, uh, um, Emma only needs the ashes from the armoire to transport herself and Snow and the rest of the crew back to Storybrook. Her immediate quest mm-hmm. is now in reach, but who will get transported along with the small party? Will Hook transverse, uh, sorry, traverse into our world? What about Cora?" I have a feeling that Hook and Cora provide a more sinister menace than Rumpel and Regina. Both Regina and Rumpel are driven by love and loss, and I'm not entirely sure that Hook is driven by anything other than ego and wounded pride. He'd humiliated Rumpel for no other reason than he had been been a defenseless and more vulnerable opponent, and Cora seems driven only by power. Wow. Mm -hmm. I said that back then, and I, I don't disagree with me, <laughs> even no. now. I don't disagree. Um, I always, you know, I mean, I know that it just really seems that the show is really pushing Hawk. And, yes, uh, you know, I think Colin O'Donohue is just really hot. I think he's really cute. He's he And Colin is he's really nice, too. He's a really lovely guy. <clears throat> but... Um, I think that I, you know, I just don't, I, I still go back to his ridicule and humiliation of Rumpel. And how yeah, that was cool. It's one thing to take his woman away, but to have to humiliate him on top of it was just, and and because with with the but fact don't you think,
1: But don't you think that he paid for that, for God's sake? I mean, think about it. Yeah, I mean, he he was just a jerk. I mean, that's, that's what his character is. You know, he's a pirate. He doesn't, yeah. you know, that's his thing. He's a little yeah. people. But don't you think that, you know, he, he pretty much paid for it tenfold, because I mean, he lost the woman that he loves. He lost his hand. And and yeah. now, um, you know, but he's not a hero.
0: Something. I mean, I don't see him. I no. can't see the size he, I don't. I don't see him redeemed yet. I. I, 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 don't, I
1: don't. I don't think, think that he's. I don't think he redeemed.
0: But I think there's a possibility that you know. You yeah, also
2: think it, the I, fan reaction to Hook is going to drive some type of redemption, just because people like him and have latched on to him so much.
0: Yeah. Well, he's cute.
2: he's hot. What do you think?
1: <laughs> You know,
0: well you can't you can't dismiss those those crystal blue eyes. I mean, come on. Yeah, they're not <laughs> as blue in person, but um, they're but they're pretty good. Um, they're not quite so blue in person. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I just I can't so, like, really. It was cool. I'm getting see that's the thing I have trouble getting past is the cruelty. Yeah. And it was, um, it was
1: cool, it was, but, but and I think that, that he was paid back karma-wise tenfold for that cruelty. Yeah. Because ultimately it's going to be Rumple that is going to, you know, that actually has the power over books. I mean, yeah. even though the fact that both of them, I mean, I, I definitely I think that, I think it's going to depend on what the fans think. After we see more of of him with Emma, that's what I really think, and I think that's why they included in in this whole thing too. Uh, I don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I really yeah, the fans like him. I'm just I don't know. I just can't get past the cruelty and humiliation that um that he that he did, and Mila, um, is I mean. Oh yeah, it was the love of his life. Well, she really was pretty cruel herself. Well, yeah.
1: And, I mean, look what she did the poor Russell. I mean, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She was awful. I mean, you know. Oh, why don't you go? You know, go home. That's what you're good at, or I mean, like even you know, just the first scene with it in front of him was just. Uh, I couldn't even believe she. She talked like that, you know, and then and so. Of course he was going to – and, of course, Rumpel was going to get his vengeance. And, of course, you know, that's part of the whole story is that, you know, it's the, the, they lost the, – both of them lost their love. I mean, he really thought – Rumpel really thought that he he loved Mila. And, of course, Hook, Hook was in love with her.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's about
1: two men and this woman that they lost. and And, and do they – how do they relate at that point? How do they – are they going to be able to work together? Are they going to could could even one of them be redeemed in the long run? You right. Know, well, I
0: think that I think that Rumple has much more of a chance of being redeemed, only yeah. because only because we've already seen it. I mean, we've seen right. him trying to be good. We've seen him doing the right thing. We see we see him doing the right thing now.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and it's always been. I really feel you know. With with Hook, Hook was very innately cruel, in other words, within him, in his own personality, and that's the way his makeup. But Rumpel was not. I mean, you got to remember, you know, he's he, he He's, he, you know, he's the Dark One. But what happens when the Dark One leaves, you know, he was a good-hearted man to begin with. So it right. has to be, you know, whether he's going to end up letting go of, uh, of the Dark One ultimately, which is probably, you know, his, his final road to redemption, but... You know, I, I do think that the entire series really is, is, his, is his story and Regina's story and Road to Redemption. Yeah. And then you can do the argument: okay, Regina is innately, you know, personality-wise within herself, evil. I mean, compare, same as Hook. You know, that they they're just naturally are that way. There's nothing. There's nothing propelling them to be. To be evil, they're just—that's just the way that they the yeah. their makeup is. Versus, yeah, well, versus but I Grumble, think I think you know? Regina,
0: I think Regina's evil was made um, by Cora. No, I
1: don't know, but it was—it it was pulled out of her. I
0: don't yeah. think it
1: wasn't anything that was that was like she wasn't magically besti- You know what I mean? It wasn't like a magic potion. Right, right. It was, right. It was pulled right. out of her within her. So right, so she's not. The she potion,
0: wasn't. She wasn't yeah, cursed. I just is what right, you're saying? I mean, cursed, Rumpel
1: right. Rumpel was cursed, and,
0: right. and so he was, um, and he lives he under a, a curse.
1: In the so, yeah, that's a good, a good point. In you know, and so you have to like when you look at it that way, then you're like, okay. I mean, obviously, you know, do we want her to be redeemed? Really? I, for me, not so much. I mean, she's the evil queen. That's her thing. You know. That's well, and, of, like, and
0: Lana Perea said, and Lana Paria said, um, that um you know, wow, this experiment of the evil queen being good, I'm really glad it's over. Yeah. <laughs> she said that, you know, she's like, okay, we're we're not we're not good anymore. We're gonna be well,
1: she, bad. But she plays it so well. I mean, oh, it's so she's much fun great. to watch it. And, I mean, when her and when, you know, Carlisle are in scene, it's just like everyone else just kind of disappears and the two of them are just, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do in Season 3 and how it progresses from that, you know. I'm I anxious to see what they're going to do here. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the, the new season. Um, I do know that. Okay, so I have a question for the for the group. Um mm-hmm. What's going to be the first Uh, complex? You know, I'm going to type to Oscar Talks. Um, Yes. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, Oscar Talks. Thanks for tuning in. That's very nice. I got somebody listening all the way from the U.K. That is so
1: weird because you're like – so like oh my gosh you
0: you don't even think it's, it's reaching up far when you're thinking logistics. you know like I'm thinking okay maybe national very well thank cool. you very much Oscar talks um <laughs> I uh I am uh looking forward to seeing you again because I know you've been in the chat room the last few episodes and it's really nice to see you and um I know it's it's a if you have Skype you can Skype in um absolutely oh, i know yeah. it's a long distance call but thanks it's very very late oh my gosh it's it's like halfway to morning uh in oh the uk it's You're very very brave, Oscar. <laughs> thank you so much um so very cool. uh yeah but really cool but what were you, what was your question now you were asking this oh right now? So my first que- my question to the to the panel is so who's going to crack first where's the first conflict between the intrepid um, oh, quester. Lord.
1: What do you think, Jimmy? I'll let you go first. I need to think about
2: this. Oh, I don't know. I'm so bad at predicting <laughs> those things. I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna say charming and Rumple because really,
0: Oh, really.
1: Well, I'm just. Kind I of like the
0: little. I love their relationship. No, I really. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but. I don't know. See, be Rumpel and, and,
0: but see, how I think they respect.
1: grappling with.
0: But see, they, okay, so, but Charming and Rumpel really respect each other, even back in the Enchanted mm-hmm. Forest. Uh, Rumpel oh, has sort of true. helped him out all along, even though it was because he knew, he foretold that this all has to get into place. Um, yeah. I think he's been, he respects Charming. He's, how many times has Rumpel gone to Charming now?
1: Well that's mm-hmm. true. I mean that Speak whole I out. Love that, that conversation about dating Bill, that was just fresh. Yeah.
0: Are you asking for dating advice? No, of course. Not. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like well, Yeah, I don't know. think, I don't think that. that's
2: gonna be the conflict. I feel like that that that's relationship's okay for now.
0: Yeah. Sure, no, I think we'll I think that. I like their relationship. It's such a little bromance. And the fact <laughs> is that, that it's, it's clear from the Twitterverse that Josh Dallas and uh and Robert Carlyle really quite like each other. So um they have quite the little yeah. romance going.
2: Um
0: what was the what was the deleted scene? Oh my gosh, the blooper. What was the blooper um they showed? Was it um was it Hook and, and, and Carlyle like um Hook and Hook and Mr. Gold in the closet um when Belle bursts in on them or is it was it charming? Now, I can't remember. Oh okay, who are the blooper reel I don't on know. the not know. I haven't Tuesday. seen it. I didn't see it. Oh, the you haven't seen yet. it? No. Uh-uh, I haven't seen oh. the bloopers yet. The bloopers are so good. I love the bloopers. Oh, I think um, so they were good. But anyway, there was this whole little bromancing. Okay, so I don't, I agree with Jimmy that it's not going to be Rumple, and, and All right. uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be Rumple. And, uh, and uh, charming. Well, the only
1: others that it could be then would be probably Emma and Hook because Emma can't stand him anyway. <laughs> I mean, she's probably well, it could be Hook and rest. everybody,
2: or Rumple and everybody, depending on what they do. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm kind of bummed though that. I mean, I understand why Belle isn't with them, but I I hope that this Tinker Bell situation that that's, that that's gonna rectify that. That's
2: what I'm I just hope they give Belle something to do back in the storybook by herself. If they give her a story, it'll be really good for her to be on her own. If they just forget about her and ignore her, then it'll. I'm suck. gonna be upset. There's
1: gonna be a brawl if we don't. You know, I mean, we need to. God, they better give us some good Rumble this year. That's all I to say. I hope I, mean, so. we need, I just. We I I just, to it, see, but they were so few. I don't. I don't even I mean. think if it's just
0: Rumbel. I just want more Rumble. We we got denied. A wrong, I just got an email from um, Zach Van Norman, who has been a guest on the show, has been a panelist on the show. We did Comic-Con together. And as some of you guys know, Zach is with the Once Upon a Fan site, the UK site. And he wrote me, just wrote to me, and he said uh, he's listening to the show. Hi,
1: Zach.
0: Um, hey. And um, he is going to... Um, he he's going to have some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. articles coming up when we get a little closer to the premiere date, so on Blog Critics, oh, cool. so I'm very excited to see those, um, but I'm glad that you're on. You can call in, Zach. It's okay. Um, another <laughs> Seattleite. <laughs> we have so many Yay. Seattleites. Um, well, but Seattle rock.
1: that's
0: why. <laughs> it does. It totally does. Um, and But yeah, so I don't know what's the I mean, of course, there's Regina and Rumpel. You know, no love lost there. Mm -hmm. I think that 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 Rumpel, it's got to be somebody, somebody in Rumpel. (laughs) It's going to be a rumble between Rumpel and somebody.
2: Um, Although I don't know. Yeah, I think you're
0: right. But you know what? On the other hand, what's Rumpel's state of mind right now? Right now, Rumpel's state of mind, in my opinion, is he's just lost his son. Mhm, right, you remember, and now after, he's gonna
2: be now he's ready to sacrifice himself for his grandson,
0: yeah, he doesn't care. he doesn't care if he lives or dies. Mm-hmm. um he so is I, I think
2: he I think he does care a little bit, I think he's willing, he's like, well, you know, I wanna die, but let me die, you know, helping Henry doing something yeah, let
0: me do something good, let me do finally mm-hmm. something the right way. And I think his mindset mm-hmm. in the season finale is um, really very fatalistic. He's like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. care. The end is coming, and I'm not going to do anything to stop it um, because I've just lost my son, and I don't really care. And it's a whole different rumple that we see in the season finale. Um, and well, yeah. at the end, of course, at the end, you know – we we see a, a Rumpelstiltskin who's actually who gets this great noble send off scene because he's off to risk his life and do the right thing and I have to do this alone and you know it's it's a difficult and and he knows he knows and Bell knows he as much as tells Bell that he's not going to come back he's not going to be coming back that he's he knows he's going to die maybe he's even foreseen it his own death. I mean, certainly the seer did. And oh, now he's going yeah. to, yeah. And I still keep, I keep being, I'm haunted by that one, um, that one scene that was shown that, that came out on the internet with Rumple and that little doll.
1: Mm-hmm. That just,
0: oh, I haven't seen that, see that yet. Mean, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I posted the link. don't like dolls anyway. Link. Hmm? <laughs> Well, it's not a doll. It's, like a, it's almost like a it's almost like a voodoo doll. It looks almost like a voodoo doll. Um, but it's a scene that it's really he he basically says, "Look, I know I'm not going to survive this." And he literally says that. And um and he's come to confront Peter Pan. And um it is uh it's a really powerful scene and I'm I'm still haunted by it. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to go so, look at that. It's on YouTube. Yeah. On Why is it on yeah, YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It wasn't posted by ABC. It was apparently oh. shown, I think, at D23, if I'm not mistaken. And, oh, okay. Right, and, and somebody somebody surreptitiously must have recorded it. And um, oh. it's, sort of, it's sort of loose. I don't know if anyone wants to post um, in the chat room a link to it. Um, Hold on, I'm or, to or tweet find it, it now. tweet it to me or something. Uh, but, I, I posted but, it. I posted it last week, okay. and I posted the the link last. Somebody posted the link last last two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So I don't know. So so the the conflict. Well, Emma sure. and, and uh, Emma, Emma and Regina. Maybe. What do you think? Emma and Regina. Yeah, maybe. Well, Emma of Regina.
1: Emma of We just okay.
2: had that great moment where Emma saved Regina, so.
0: Oh, she's got it. Okay. our I heart think that
1: bit. I'm not, it. I'm okay. not positive. <laughs> I think um, it. It, it was the San Diego Comic Con promo, right?
0: No, 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 no.
1: That's
0: not it?
1: Nope. Comic Con tra- trailer?
0: Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nope. Comic Con trailer. Was not it. Comic-Con trailer was hey. the trailer to Good hold Morning Storybrooke. Um,
1: um, hold on. I'm just it. here. Let me. Um, <laughs> uh, um, so I'm, okay,
0: okay, so you're right. I mean, Emma and Regina have now worked together, right? So Ooh. what about Hook? Hook is going to get it. Hook is going to get some. Oh, Hook and Charming. Wouldn't that it's be charming. interesting? I, mean,
1: I could see that. I could definitely see that. Oh, I here it is. It's sneak peek. Is that what you're looking at? It's
0: season what? Season
1: 3 sneak peek with uh with Robert Carlyle. The season 3 sneak peek. Is that
0: what it is?
1: Yes. All right. Hold on. I'm put it in the box. All right. So if anybody, it's YouTube. Well, I don't know. I can't really. Here, I'll tweet it out to you.
0: So, um, okay, so we're down to the last six minutes of the show, believe it or not. And um, so, yeah, the countdown has begun, 20 days. That's less than three weeks till the season premiere of Once Upon a Time. Um, Revolution premieres uh, September 25th, so that's in two weeks from tonight. Um, believe it or not, two, yeah, two weeks from tonight. And um, then we have, I'm kind of working backwards here, Sleepy Hollow premieres on September 16th. Um, and, oh, okay, thank you, Chrissy, for, for tweeting yeah. that out. Um, and so I'm thinking, in as I said, in, in the next couple weeks, um, ABC should release the season premiere and the pilot for wonderland, which would be lovely to see and the pilot for agents of shield, which I'm looking forward to. I'm dying. For that. So I will continue watching for foraging my way through season premieres and pilots, um, and try to get that. And I, Jimmy, whatever access you have, you can do that as well. Um, mm-hmm. and whatever DVDs I should get in the mail. Um, I will also, um, it's, uh, yeah. So, sorry about that. My phone rang. Um, so, I just want to um, let you guys all know that, um, Chrissy, are you still there? Chrissy? Uh oh, Chrissy's gone. Oh, no, she's gone. Um, Jimmy, okay, so everybody who's yeah. listening, the, the assignment – oh, she's in – oh, I have to just – sorry. Oh, she's, there, she's back. Hi. Hi sorry, the call dropped. I'm like,
1: oh, my God. Oh, no. Um, okay, so, so let's the, assignment. It.
0: the assignment for next week is uh, to watch um, California, California Solo. Solo it's right. on Netflix, okay. so make sure mm-hmm. you watch that. And um, then we will talk about that, and um, we will uh, we'll talk about that, and I will play part of my interview with Marshall Louis as well as okay. part of that. Yeah. And he talks a lot about the process of making it and, and Carlisle's involvement in it and all that. And um, the, the recording isn't the best in the world. So I'm going to see if I can maybe enhance it a little bit, and hopefully I can do that. Um, so, any last words, guys, before we say goodbye? No, just you guys. So. Can you
1: guys come on my show on Wednesday? Because we're going to do recaps of stuff. Sure. And talk about the new season. That'd
0: yeah. be awesome. Yeah. So, what time is your, yeah, what time What time say. is
1: your show? Okay, it's 7 p.m. Pacific. So it's
2: oh. nine. That's 10 p.m. Eastern.
0: Yeah. What time? It's, it, no. It's nine it, by me, and it's nine by me and 10 p.m. Uh, by you, Jimmy. Uh, is it too late for you guys? Not for me. I should be it's good. It's okay. late
2: for me. Yeah, I'm usually like, oh, I can't believe this is going on this much past 10. I'm already like falling asleep. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> all right. Well,
1: Barbara, if you can come, that'd be great. Cause yeah, we're sure. gonna Sure. Go I can see that. Of, uh, Awesome. We'll
0: talk about once, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah, um, so Wednesday
1: so, at seven Pacific, I guess. Okay,
0: I will remember, oh, and you'll you remind kidding. me. Please. Yes, I
1: will send you. I
0: will. Send you. Okay. Well, I want to thank you guys, and and you know you can follow Jimmy at Jerome Wessel TV on Twitter, mm-hmm. and of course on Blog Critics, and of course on TV King as well. And mm-hmm. where else and are you is Where
2: all my pilot reviews are going up right now.
0: Okay, cool. And Chrissy, you can find at Our Heart Radio on Twitter and on right. Blog Critics. And right. um, who That's covers true. you know, lots of good stuff on daytime as well. And she's got her own Blog Talk yeah. Radio show. More than one Blog Talk Radio show, I think. Yes, yeah,
1: actually I have like two. I have like one Storytellers on the net got into the web series. Oh, actually, okay. I got Michelle. Michelle Stafford is going to be on Thursday, ten p.m. Nice. Pacific. I know. I'm. I can't wait. I'm anxious. So Very her, cool. She's got a new web series, the Stafford Project. So it's really okay.
0: It so, anyway. sounds cool. great. Well, we are just about out of time. I am Barbara Barnett, executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine, and this show is sponsored by Wireless One Marketing and. Please go out and buy Chasing Zebras, the unofficial guide to House MD, which Amazon right now only has two copies left. They'll get more. They'll get more. But keep buying. Keep buying it. Keep buying it. Um, people are buying it, which is really good. And um, I have enjoyed tonight's discussion. Um, and I will see you guys next week. All right. Bye,
2: guys. Sound hey. good? Oh,
0: Have a good one. Mm -hmm. You too. All right. Bye, guys. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Good Good night.